0: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her, just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply.
1: Broadcasting live from sunny Southern California on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Escape the Simulation. I'm your host, Jess Rogie. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. I have such a great show planned for you. So I'm going to make my way through all this opening so we can get our guest on for tonight. But before I really got started tonight, I do want to mention The Fringe FM is running a fundraiser right now to help support the station during its transition right now. You can head over to thefringe.fm donation. If you like hearing shows like mine and great shows like Lighting the Void, Shift Happens, The Secret Teachings, troubled minds and so many more head over to www.fringe.fm backslash donate all right guys thank you so much for joining me tonight it is tuesday may no it's not it's wednesday may 18th and this is episode 72 of the show and i have a great show planned for you guys tonight i'm so excited it's kind of the perfect day to be talking about this topic. But first, I want to give a huge shout-out. Let me get that slide going for you here, ladies and gentlemen. No, nope. nope, maybe it's back one. Here we go. I'm going to give a huge shout-out to the official sponsor of the show, Aliens Built Earth. If you head over to social media, you can check out some of the awesome hats that they have. Go to head over to Instagram and go to Aliens uh, Built Earth. And I think next week we're planning to do a giveaway guys. So I'll announce how you uh, can enter next week. And I just tell you guys, I love the hat. It's my I take it everywhere. I wear it all the time. It's summer. You guys need a hat. Head over to aliensbuiltearth.com. And what else do we got going tonight? Head over to escapethesimulation.info there. You'll be able to check out our guest profiles, listen to archives of the show. And so much more. Sign up for the newsletter. I want to give a huge shout out to Gabriel over at Ascended Harmonies. He's been helping me with uh, making the clips you guys have been seeing me post on social media. So he's helping me with some marketing. And he's going to be helping me with booking some guests. So head over to Ascended Harmonies on Instagram. Um, There they do weekly meditations on Wednesdays and Sundays. So you guys want to check that out. And if you want to support this show, head over to buymeacoffee.com/backslash the Rogier report. Well, you know what? Let's get Preston on. Wait, I guess I got to read Preston's bio and then I can bring Preston on. My guest tonight. <laughs> My guest tonight is Preston Dennett, who first began investigating UFOs in 1986 after learning that his family, friends, and co-workers were having encounters. Since then, he's interviewed hundreds of people and investigated a wide variety of cases. He's written 29 books and more than 100 articles about UFOs and the paranormal. He's a, frequent, he's a frequent guest on radio, television, and speaks across the United States, and he currently resides in Southern California. And also tonight joining us, we have Dolly Safran who has worked as a limo driver an assistant manager at wendy's a zookeeper a bus driver a security guard a nurse and more including working as a civilian worker for the u.s department of treasury and also in the army as an employee for the u.s department of defense her ufo contacts began around age two and are still going on today i'm going to turn my camera on i'm going to bring preston on and i'm going to bring dolly on tonight let's make that bigger so everybody can see you so how are you doing Preston
2: (laughs) doing great doing very well how are you Jess
1: doing good Preston I I I was telling you right when you came in but you were on the news yesterday
2: (laughs) yeah can you believe it shocking they called me and said we have you know can you be here ready in a half hour we want to do a news segment with you on the congressional hearings I said yes I'm here (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome
1: so, and I also wanna welcome Dolly to the show today. How are you doing, Dolly? I'm great, how are you? Doing good, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's, we're gonna have a fun conversation and Preston, I wanted to open with this. Since I saw your post last night, I was like, I wanna hear what Preston has to say about this UFO congressional hearing. Please tell us what you think, Preston.
2: Well, I'm of two minds about it. On one hand, I'm pretty excited and encouraged, because there is actual serious official discussion in government circles about a subject that they absolutely refused to talk about for decades, literally. I mean, there was no movement whatsoever. So that is cool. And to hear them actually say the word extraterrestrial was thrilling (laughs) because they they don't like using that word. (laughs) They didn't say it's extraterrestrial, but uh, they left it open. And then I got really angry. (laughs) The the more it went. Uh, You know, Scott Bray, our esteemed deputy director of Naval Intelligence, and Ronald Moultrie, the under Secretary of Defense uh, sidestepped a lot of questions and flat right. out lied, flat out lied. Uh, for example, I mean, I just about mm, wanted to throw something at the TV when they were asked flat out, have you ever, have we ever shot at UAPs, UFOs, UAPs? And they said, no, no. And I thought, well, wait, <laughs> what about the Battle of Los Angeles in 1942? It's a huge one. 1,400 rounds of ammunition. This is proven. This is very well-known. Cover of the LA Times. Really, you don't know about it? Really? And then they were asked about the very famous Malmstrom incident in 1967, March 1967, where UFOs showed up, shut down our nuclear tipped missiles. Their answer was, we don't know about that. No one told us. What? like really you are the deputy director of defense and you don't know about it i don't believe you i'm sorry i just don't believe you (sighs) so yeah i said we made no attempt to communicate (laughs) okay really (laughs) you have something in your airspace and you're not even going to say hello i mean if you got a car near you everyone honks their horn i just don't (sighs)
1: yeah i started to get really angry understandable understandable i i, I was i, I guess well, let's hear what dolly has to say dolly what do you have to say about this um
3: i don't get angry <laughs> because i knew it was coming uh, there's no way they're ever going to disclose to you 100 percent uh there are a million reasons why um they'll get caught with their pants down they'll have to explain why they're they've been lying all this time, why they have had all this information and they didn't disclose already to the American public, why they have all this technology. I mean, the list is endless. They're not going to. They have a huge agenda and uh, they're sticking to it. And we're just incidental to it. And this is uh, quite the distraction, that's all. That's it.
2: Yeah, I was also really upset that here they are studying sightings somewhat distant sightings. I'm thinking to myself, well, there's a thousand landing trace cases. You're not gonna talk about that? (laughs) And not really even one mention of the fact that there are, gosh, hundreds upon hundreds, really thousands and even more than that of people who have had direct contact, who have a lot more data than a picture, who know exactly what's going on. They've been taken on board. No mention of that. And they're saying, uh, oh, we don't know. We don't know what this is. Well, talk to Betty and Barney Hill. I mean, re- have you read their book? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you have no idea what this is? Liars, liars, liars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to say that of our own government, but...
4: But,
1: but everybody saw it yesterday. Everybody saw it. It is it's difficult to believe that these two gentlemen didn't even Google UFOs enough to look at a, a case, a couple of cases, to know. So it, that's exactly why you're like they they gotta be they have to have like at least looked into these things a little bit. Come on, guys. Come on.
3: The old government wants them to do a job for them, and it's basically very strictly they need to fund some programs for them now. Uh, they're letting a little bit out so that they get the funding for it. Uh, Biden just signed into con- uh, into law uh, a um, new CIA budget that for an undisclosed amount. He's throwing tons and tons of money into them suddenly. There's something's going on, and they're in control of it. And you're like I said, it's an agenda. They have a real, honest to goodness agenda. Each he knows what it is, and
4: um, I don't think the American public is ever. <clears throat> choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
0: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply
3: hundred percent um glued in to anything that they say. Period. You know? Just well, what not do you gonna th- happen.
1: What, what do you think their agenda is or what is the agenda that, that why are they doing this then?
3: Um it's a long story. Oh okay. <laughs> Um, Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you noticed that uh, things are happening globally, where we're running out of food, we're running out of resources, wars are starting up, people are dying from diseases, things are coming out. You know, Monkeypox just showed up in England, first time ever. It's freaking them out, seven cases. Uh, They're talking about lockdowns coming. People are dying everywhere from COVID. Uh, China just had Shanghai incident. What's going on? What do you see happening around the globe right now? You see lots of people perishing, do you not? I do. Uh, an order of genocide. And I think that um, they have a culling going on and it's to their benefit, not ours. And they're doing that because we have certain things coming at us that are quite frankly going to be a st- cataclysmic and they don't want You fighting them for the space that they provided for themselves, okay? Period. They don't need you causing them trouble trying to survive, period. That's it. End of story. And it's sad to me that the American people don't know how or the world. Let's stop talking about America right now. Let's talk about the world. How y'all haven't put two and two together by now is amazing to me. It's amazing to E.T. as well. That's what they mean by wake up. They want you to use your ability to hear the truth, you know, and the only way you're going to do that is to open your psychic abilities because a huge plan is being rendered against the population on this planet. It's amazing. Y'all don't see it, but all you have to do is stop listening to them and look around and actually calculate in your head, all the incidences around the world that are going on and see the grander picture the bigger picture. And what you see is them controlling everything, everybody here starting to die off, and cataclysmic things coming in at you from around and from the sky. It's serious. And I don't mean to be a a scary person or anything, because ET is not looking at this as it's a total bad thing. Um, For us, it's really a pretty good deal because you get to wake up now. They want you to. They're waiting for it. Um, they got a plan to help, but they're not going to help them at all. They have uh, uh, walked away from that table, period. And, you know, so we all have to get our collective selves together. I mean, if we all just decided that the governments of the world aren't going to do this to us anymore, they're not going to tell us where our power is going to go, our energy, our money. They're not going to tell us how we're going to do anything. That The laws that they uh, throw down on us like Canada recently today um, it would change everything drastically, almost immediately. Okay. They're not allowed to pollute us anymore. They're not allowed to force us to take things we don't want, you know?
2: Yeah, well, that's what yeah. we're doing at this show today to help people wake up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what I'd, I'd like to start with, Dolly, and thank you for sharing that. Um, can we just start with like where this all started? It's, in your bio, it says it started at about two. So you remember quite early when you had your first experience with them. Yeah, I was actually 10 months. 10 months, um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah, it's okay.
2: Yeah. It's no, just that's my bad. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's a fleeting memory. Uh, I was in my crib and I levitated and I freaked out and I flipped over. I was trying to go back down. And from that moment on in my life, I kept sleeping with my feet through the crib to hang on and then fast forward to the rest of my life and I start having experiences you know they just weren't cohesive in my head I wasn't stringing it all together yet. I had huge memories of blackout, you know uh you know dream like stuff uh, when I was two and a half was a biggie um I was taking a nap in the house. My mom was pregnant with my brother, heavily pregnant, and I disappeared out of the house. And uh, she woke up to check on me, and I was gone, called the cops, called my dad. A couple hours later, they found me. I was about six miles from the house at a U-totem in Miami on uh, Miller Road. And uh, I was not a happy camper. I was two, (laughs) uh, two and a half. And um, they were trying to get me to tell them who brought me there and i wouldn't i wasn't even thinking that all i had been promised a red balloon and that's all i really wanted and i wasn't getting it so i was not a happy guy and uh, they took me home they changed all the locks on the doors the windows they got a german shepherd a retired police dog her name was heidi and uh, that didn't help because i kept you know disappearing with Heidi too um, i've had many 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 experiences i just I always thought I was dreaming or I, I was told I was dreaming. And uh, my mother didn't like talking about it. I had, I have abilities, you know, I can levitate. I, I have psychic abilities. I'm telekinetic. I, I can do all kinds of things. And um, that really upset her. And so when I was about 14, I decided that I was either crazy and I needed lots of help or I was going to figure it out.
2: Yeah, no, okay, no, wait, no, wait, no, Dolly, no. wait, Before okay. you before you jump into your um, age fourteen experience, I just want to pro- provide a little background because uh, I have to tell you I've interviewed a lot of people. Um, Dolly is a fully conscious contactee since age fourteen, as she'll talk about. But um, as a general rule, contact starts very early, and it's amazing to me to hear these contactees talk about. Yeah, I was a year old. I'm like, wait, you were? You remember that? Yes, they often have eidetic memories and can remember very, very young. Yeah. And Dolly talks about having a levitation episode. Yep, that's not uncommon. Stephen Greer talked about it; he had that happen. Whitley Strieber, and I started doing research on this. Holy cow! <laughs> These contactees experience a wide variety of paranormal events from a very early age, and having missing, you know, disappearing out of your home. Yes. At a very young age, this happens. And this is an important factor because this shows that this is not, as some skeptics keep trying to say, sleep paralysis, a psychological event. No, no, it's not. People are not where they're supposed to be and are missing for hours at sometimes. So, I mean, with Travis Walton, it was days, let's face days, it. right? But, but yeah, so just wanted to jump in, Dolly, real quick. Sorry, just so let people know <laughs> that- her story you know is extraordinary but a lot of what dolly has told me i've heard sort of piecemeal from other contactees but dolly oof her story is amazing because it's a continuous narrative and she's been living with this four years and doesn't need hypnosis but i'm jumping ahead so go ahead dolly age 14 this is so so crazy 1973 age 14 everglades You go. one o'clock in the morning
3: <laughs> outside in the backyard with my telescope doing my homework i was taking astronomy and uh, dad said go to bed <laughs> so i went to bed i got my jammies on and um, i don't sleep i sleep two hours a day max uh sitting by my window it has huge jalousy windows and uh, i'm looking up at the sky because orion is up i love orion the constellation and i'm just looking and all of a sudden i see about you know 100 stars <laughs> But they weren't, <laughs> and they started moving around. They started pairing off in twos, and they went east, west, north, and south. Two of the pairs came down over my area. Two of them went toward the wet east, excuse me, toward uh, Daylight Mall on Kendall Road in Kendall, and then the other two came down over our property. And one went further west, but one came down over the house. I was memorizing this the whole way. I mean, I was like, oh my God, here's my chance. Oh my God, you know. This was the most I'd ever seen, ever, okay? Um, I'm memorizing everything. The craft came down, the trees are whipping around, no sound, nothing, no wind, nothing. Um, When I got up to the portholes, they they weren't round, they were oblong, you know. Um, There were two beams in them, (laughs) and I I was like, looking at me. (laughs) And I'm looking at them, and I decided, no, nope, I'm done. <laughs> and I turned. I was going to jump under my bed. This unnerved me, okay? And uh, I didn't make it. The whole room blew up in blue-white light. I passed out. I don't remember anything after that until I wake up on the floor three hours later. I was mad, angry, upset. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, God, I must really be crazy now. This is it, you know? But then my ba- my jammies are not my jammies. They're on inside out and backwards. So this is like, hmm, something really did happen to me, okay? Uh, I went to the bathroom, got cleaned up. It was school year, you know? Uh, Went in the kitchen, mom says, make coffee. Just listening to Paul Harvey on the radio. And I'm trying to say, mom, mom, did you see anything last night? Did you hear anything? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, like a UFO. And she was like, no. I was dejected. I drank my first cup of coffee over that, okay? Ever. <laughs> I was sitting there just... And the radio changes from Paul Harvey to the news. And the guy says, uh, two land police officers spotted UFOs last night at 1.32 in the morning. And they described the whole bloody thing. I lost my... This is confirmation for me, okay? I'm jumping up and down. I'm freaking out. I'm, oh my God, oh my God. She whirled on me again. And she goes, out of the kitchen, no. That meant leave. <laughs> so I did. And as I walk out the kitchen, my dad's rounding the other way. And he, he said, I heard everything. He said, you need to calm down because I was off the charts. Crazy. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. He said, go in the bathroom, go in your room, go somewhere, go meditate. Calm down. So I went in the only private room in our home, which was the bathroom. And I locked the door and turned the light out. And I kept thinking, how am I going to get, how am I going to make this, it happen? You know, I mean, that. It happened. And I I thought to myself, if it happened, I can remember. That's all I kept thinking. And I replayed the whole thing, ticked it all the way off. Suddenly I start remembering and I start to freak out even more. And then I got to get ready to go to school. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I deal with this? My head started pounding. I was getting sick to my stomach. I mean, I was just messed up. I went to school and my best friend grabbed me, ran me to the bathroom and said, you never believe what I saw last night. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And I said, what'd you say? And she said, we saw UFOs. And she was so proud. And I was like, oh no. She wanted to go tell people. We're going to tell people. And I said, no, we're not. They'll think you're crazy. Uh, No. (laughs) But she kept it secret. What's funny about this is she ended up being a contactee as well. Okay. Uh, Strange life. So. I went to school, I had a migraine by the time I got there. And I have a real f- weird, you know, nerdy teacher. I went to a progressive school. And uh, he said, Gu- guess what I got? And I'm like, he said, I got a you know, a biofeedback machine. And I'm thinking, what the heck? He says, it's got sensors, I'm gonna put them on your head. And they got a little train. And if you go into alpha in your head, you can make the train move. And he told me what to do, how to get there, blah. He said, it'll help your headache. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he put it on me and the train instantly jumped and started running. And he's like, ah, this made my headache not go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I, mm-hmm. I decided, oh, now I'm being weird in front of somebody, okay? This is a no-no for me too. And I get up and I get my stuff and I leave. I walk off school property. I got there by a school bus, so I got a long walk home. I got on the Metro bus, I went about halfway because that's as far as it'll go. And I'm walking and I'm still trying to get it all back in my head. And by the time I got to the house, I was almost completely fully there. And it just went from there. I mean, my whole life just jumped up. My my dad, uh, who is a contactee as well, tried to talk to me about it the next day. He said, I know somebody who can hypnotize you either to make you feel better or remember everything. And I'm thinking, I think I already got this. And I wouldn't tell him the whole story. And uh, he said, "You know, that's when I found out he was a contactee, he told me everything. And I went, okay, I'll go with you. We go to Lake Worth, Florida, and walk in the door of um, Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut, is mm-hmm. somebody he worked with. My dad worked for NASA, and uh, he hypnotized me. He tried to anyway, and it didn't work. I told my dad I can't be hypnotized, and my dad's all like, "Why?" And it's because I won't give up control. And uh, but he did teach me how to breathe. He taught me how to calm down, and make heads of sense of it. And the gist of it is, is what I remembered is way too cold for her words. Um, the greys came in, went up an energy ribbon to get into the craft, the door opened, they pushed me in, and I hit the floor. And I look up, and there's this woman sitting there smiling at me. And uh, I'm like, hmm, you know, you're not human. <laughs> you're pretty. And then I realize, oh, my God, I know who you are. And she goes, you remember me? And I said, Mama, Mama. And she said, Yeah. I started remembering everything. It was like, looking at her brought it all further way back in my life. And uh, I threw up all over myself and I just barked. And uh, they cleaned me up, let me decontaminate, gave me clothes, and then Talata started talking to me.
1: And uh, that's the ship so right let's let's pause it there we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more with dolly and preston dolly is telling us about an experience with a being on a craft and uh, we're talking about preston dennis new book Cemetery. with dolly Saffron. you are listening to escape the simulation live on ktok digital broadcasting the fringe fm you're listening to Escape the Simulation. I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and tonight joining me is Preston Dennett and Dolly Safran, and we are talking about UFOs. And right before the break, we were talking about. Dolly's experiences, which are told in Preston's new book Cemetery, which is hit number one, I think is what you said on Amazon. so congratulations, I have been reading it, and I always love reading your books, Preston. Oh. I love the way you write.
2: <laughs> Thanks so I much. Love That is awesome.
1: That's why I'm always excited. I'm always like, ah, Preston's writing a new book. Heck yeah, there's something new to read. I love it.
2: (laughs) It's number 29. (laughs) Can you believe it?
1: (laughs) That is so amazing. People want to hear, you know, these stories. And, you know, and Dolly's story is unique in the fact that she's a conscious experiencer, which... Can we can you I don't know who can explain that best to the audience real quick for those people who are just joining us. If we could explain that again. What is a conscious experiencer? Uh, I'll explain oh. it if you don't mind, Dolly.
2: Okay. All right. Because uh, um, there's a very well-known known conscious contact by the name of Jim Sparks. And he is often, you know, regaled as like one of the only people who have come forward who is does not need hypnosis, does not have missing time. Remembers his experiences in real time as they happen. And I have talked to a few people who are able to do this, but some of them still have missing time and many of them still have a lot of fear surrounding their encounters. And so that is what Dolly is. She's a fully conscious contactee who has overcome her fear from a very early age. Often people will go all the way to adulthood and thinking they're crazy and denying, you know, explaining away, refusing to think about what's happening. And this is what happened to Whitley Strieber. He was an adult and he finally had to accept that he was in contact with something. (laughs) And uh, Dolly was able to manage to do this at age 14. But yeah, Dolly, you go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) You did.
3: (laughs) um, I'm in real time 24 hours a day. I don't, I don't, um, uh, I just, I know what's going on. I'm fully conscious of my activity 24 seven. You know, there's no lag time for me. There's no dream time, nothing. No dream. Wait, so you have no dream time? No, none. None. I don't dream. Uh, I now I, I lucid dream every now and then. Basically, if I'm downloading from something or I'm being contacted by somebody, I will lucid dream till I wake completely up out of my sleep. But I only sleep two hours a day, so I'm awake all the time. I never. I'm
1: always awake. So you don't that's really true. dream when you're awake, at all. No, that I guess that's that's true. I mean, you must get a lot done with only sleeping two hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I drive people crazy. As a matter of fact, yeah, I'm always looking for something to do. Yeah,
1: no, I can imagine. Real quick, we have a question for for Preston from Tommy G. He says, I have to get this book, Preston. How do I get an autographed copy?
2: <laughs> uh, well, just to email me. Uh, you can go to my website, PrestonDennett.weebly.com. But if you just punch my name, it should take you there. And uh, yeah, contact me and I can uh, arrange that for sure.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Preston. And we have one more question real quick, sorry. It says uh, from Rodrigo, he says, is there any theory why aliens provoke or allow missing time on experiencers, Preston? Uh,
2: Yes, well, Dolly can answer this too because she did help me with this because that is a question I always wondered about because a lot of people have missing time. And I'm going to say that that is almost, well, I don't want to say it's the rule, because generally speaking, people have some memory, but a lot of it is shrouded. But as a a rule, people remember some of it, but not all of it. And I always thought it was because the ETs are saying, no, we don't want you to remember this. It's for your own good. We don't want you to be traumatized or scared. Uh, But Dolly and other contactees for that matter have told me that this is actually our own choice and that the ETs will facilitate our desire to remember this later, uh, to have a cue that will come forth, a sort of a trigger perhaps, that when the time is right and when you're emotionally able to handle it, that's when you will remember. So ultimately it is our choice whether we remember or not. And the real reason is because of our strong, fear reaction that uh some people do have trouble remembering did i get that right dolly
3: yes it is a it is a, an agreement um with dt they ask they will ask everybody and uh basically people who are able to remember some part of the experience are probably a little bit more psychically aware and so they're pulling it in from their astral mind you know Which is your consciousness and they're remembering through their astral consciousness you know we really are um but they do that so that you are not terrified and if you don't want to remember because a lot of people have different religions it's too much for them i mean there's a thousand reasons why you know
2: so well that's what happened to betty hill she didn't remember but that night or over the next week or two she full-on dreamt the whole experience later went under hypnosis and her dream recall was just about as complete as her hypnotic recall and very accurate a lot of people will remember through dreams or they will give you a screen memory or a sort of a dream memory of it
1: interesting probably either to protect themselves or did the aliens or the et put over a screen memory um I think it's
3: more a, a human being was wanting to protect your mind. Your mind wanting to protect itself. It's it can be overwhelming. I've noticed that. Um, fear can do a lot of things to you, and it's kind of like how I experience uh, real time. Sometimes um, I live a dual life. You know, I live my life with them, and I live here. And it's uh, sometimes it overwhelms me. You know, going back and forth through it. And if I could forget, I, I wouldn't go back to that, but I could choose that if I was really afraid. And I think that's what that is. You know, you're just giving up that memory. You choose.
2: I want to remember, I had a missing time incident once and I don't remember it. I'm oh, furious. No. <laughs> Cause I don't think I would, I, I don't remember being scared. It wasn't scary at all. I've never been afraid of you know ghosts or UFOs or anything. I think it's cool. But no, I, for whatever reason, I guess I chose not to remember. And I'm guessing I do know why <laughs> because it would be overwhelming. Okay. And it would be something I would like absolutely want to focus on completely. And I yeah, have- See, moment. that's my opinion. I
3: think Preston would look at me and say, we're going. I say, bye-bye to everybody here, let's go.
1: <laughs> I can't <believe> him, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, Preston, I hope you remember. If you want to remember, I'm trying. Okay. It's and, and I think I, I think I may have
2: because I am having some dr- really interesting dreams. Mm-hmm. I really am. I mean, I had one dream where I was full on on board a craft. There was a bunch of people there. There were little tables. There were little free energy devices set up on each table. This was all guys, all young. So I must have been young. And uh, they were teaching us about it. And my first response was to look under the table to see if it was plugged in or something because there was no plugs. <laughs> I'm like, how, does, how is this possible? But it was a big rounded room, size of an auditorium. And this is dream memory, right? So it's not mm-hmm. f- fully lucid and complete, but at some point they said, okay, we're done here. Now we want to take you out to the show you something. And this is so cool because how many people have I interviewed who talked about this? They took us to the sort of edge of the room and turned the wall transparent. And when I say transparent, there is no window that you can see. There is no reflections. It's like looking straight through nothing. And it was the Milky Way, but in a way I've never seen it. It was unbelievably beautiful. I will never be able to just get the words to describe how crisp, clear, bright, and thick these stars were. I'm like whoa and we were all ooing and eyeing. so I think that may have been part of that experience because I was young but I don't know I don't know but it sure was cool because how many people have I interviewed who've been taken to see the engine room and said here's a free energy device this is how we do it, <laughs> it took them to the observation deck uh, Dolly talks a lot about some of the stuff she's seen but yeah they can turn the outer craft, the outer walls of the craft, well, the entire craft transparent. So you can yeah. see anything.
3: I've seen people freak out. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the entire craft transparent. The only thing that isn't is the center column. And it freaks them completely. they just like, ah, and it's crazy.
2: Yeah. 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 There's an incident cool. in the book where Dolly was on board. because <laughs> She's often there when people are being scooped up for, you know, a, a checkup. And this woman, well, Dolly should really be telling this story. This story. <laughs> but this woman, they turned the wall transparent, and she leapt back and fell right on her butt, screaming. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, what she couldn't handle there? it.
3: She was like, <laughs> she, she acted like she was falling or something. It, it's just totally weird. She did fall. And she just, it took a minute to, you know, calm her down. You know, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I've seen people try to find a wall to grab, no wall it it's disconcerting or they try to sit in my lap. that's no fun and uh, we'll bring them up on the on on the where i I fly from and uh let them I'll let them sit in my seat and I'll tell them how things will run up there and we'll take them for a small ride and actually let them fly a little bit and uh, you know give everybody a shot at it and it's totally cool watching them you know and the minute we turn transparent, they freak completely out.
1: I probably would freak out, you know, Dolly. We have a question here from Rodrigo in the chat. he says, Are the ships the same size inside as they are on the outside? Are they like tardises uh kind of sorta yes,
3: they can um they can get bigger and get smaller there's uh not an an unlimited amount of space that they can uh challenge or or bring back, but yeah, they can they can alter their size and often people can't believe how big they are on the inside. And it's because we're working with them and we need the room. So we, we, you know, swell up, I guess is the best way to put that and give them more room to be comfortable and do what we have to do. And then uh, we drop back to the normal size of the craft. It has that
2: discretion. Yeah, I've heard that from other contactees because I asked Kim McCammon, he was a Navy medic taken on board. I'm like, how big is this, the room you were in? And he gave me this look like, oh, God, how am I going to explain this to him? I'm like, And and he says, well, I don't know how to tell you this, because when I got on board, it was 50 feet or so. But then I asked him where they're from. And he was talking to a praying mantis type BTS. And he says the room doubled in size. It doubled. They, and they showed him a star chart, and it was a big deal. They showed him. You know, the whole solar system and way off in the distance, there was this red light blinking. They're like, that's that's our home. But yeah, Yeah. and I talked to another guy. uh, Gosh, I forget his name. Last name was Foster. He wrote a book called The Black Triangle Abduction. And he asked the ETs the same thing. How big is this craft? Because it was huge. And they laughed. He says this is one of the few times he's actually heard the Greys laugh out loud. (laughs) <laughs> and, and he became a fully conscious contactee towards the end of his life. Uh, but most of it was shrouded in missing time. But the yeah. gray laughed and said, well, you know, it's as big as we need it to be.
3: Exactly. The craft itself is uh, uh, aware. Uh, it's Everything is done psychically as far as running the craft, uh, guiding it, doing everything. And it's indwelled by an uh, interdimensional non corporeal entity and each uh, there are lots of them as a matter of fact no craft that doesn't have an entity in it running it and then there's a, a driver i would be the driver and we work together psychically to make the craft run uh, so it it's a almost a biological symbiosis this craft is somewhat biological as well like the ai grace and so he he can it becomes his body like this is our body and he can do things to it. So he can make furniture come up off the floor on the inside of it. He can make couches, chairs,
1: whatever you want. Yeah. He, he so the, can, yeah. So the ship is kind of alive. Exactly. Yes. But is it artificial intelligence or is it no, it's an entity, an actual living entity
3: who is not interdimensional? He lives in, um, uh, our universe is a is a physical construct and you are an entity who actually came into one of the dimensions of this construct in this universe where you're in the third dimension and you kind of almost see the fourth one. You can understand it. There are 12 of them and there are entities all the way through all 12 dimensions. And then outside of that is a spiritual realm where when we, when we cast off our physical bodies, we go to that part of, Existence and there's that, Uh, but all the craft are flown by interdimensional beings.
2: Yeah, they they embody them like we embody our own physical body. Right. And I've I've heard this from many contactees. They talk about how you know I felt like this ship was actually alive, and that was another thing where Dolly was able to connect the dots more for me and sort of fill in the blanks because I didn't quite fully understand that. And I remember one lady I interviewed from Indiana was taken on board and she says, Preston got on board, there was a couch, (laughs) an easy chair, a carpet, a (laughs) flat screen TV. She says, it looks like a living room. And I really feel like they dressed it up that way. And by that time I had talked to Dolly, so I'm like, okay, I know what's going on here. (laughs) They can do this. They have this ability. This is, as Dolly says, it's like a cuttlefish. You know, they can shape it to suit your needs.
3: Right. He, he can light the ship up. We don't, you have a light behind you. I have one somewhere in this room and yeah. uh, which I need to turn on now, it's getting dark for us. And yeah, uh, uh, his entire outside of his skin as well as the inside uh, is full of uh, light producing sensors, you know, and uh, he can make himself any color and he can actually produce light. See, so, yeah, I just yeah. turned this light on He can make the walls light up, so we don't really need lamps. It lights up the walls so you can, you know, you have light all the time.
1: So he could make his outside like like red, blue, or green, or yellow? He can mimic anything, like a cuttlefish,
3: anywhere. That's why you don't see them up in the sky all the time, because they can make themselves look like the environment they're in. Uh, The only time they're not doing it is when they're in full, uh, they have to sit still to do that. If he's moving, he can't. So the minute he starts moving, you'll be able to see him. But yeah.
2: Yeah, I once saw a craft actually do that, come over. This is one of my best sightings. As it approached, I'm like, gosh, I think I see something. (laughs) But it looked like the sky, an outline of the sky was moving towards me in a sort of a boomerang shape. I'm looking at it and right when it got overhead, it was gray. It had little round circles at each corner. Like, oh, wow, this thing has got to be hundreds of yards across. It was huge. And as it moved off, it turned the color of the sky and you could not see it.
4: Wow.
2: You would never have seen it. And it was huge. And this thing was, gosh, less than a thousand feet.
1: Holy crap. I'd like to see that. Oh man, we have a couple questions in the chat here. We got Tommy G. He says, "How do they scoop the how do they do the scooping up of people?" Um
3: <laughs> They don't travel at 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 speed like we do, okay? You know, you go 30 miles an hour, 40 or whatever. They can, they can fly like that, but they can't do light speed. Light speed for anybody would kill you. It would emulsify you, you know, it would take you back to your original particles. You can't survive it. So they've learned to travel in uh, light. They go interdimensional. They open the light doorway and it opens and they go through it. And they can go 280 million light years away by doing that. It's also a psychic uh, procedure too. It it takes a, a quantum amount of energy to produce this light doorway that they go through. It's an interdimensional door. That's why Talat is so important to the craft itself because he's that advanced. He's that kind of an entity and he can do it naturally. He lives in that dimension and he's able to quantify the craft and everybody in it, everything in it, to go through that light doorway. It's how he travels. That's how it works. Yeah,
2: and this is how, this is connected to how they are able to I don't want to say manipulate time, but do things that we don't fully understand. Because they will take Dolly, you know, at night, pull her on board, and be like, okay, we're taking you to the learning planet, which is a place she goes to learn for three days, for a week, and then put her back, and it's just an hour later. Wait. They pull people right out of the time stream.
1: Did, I think, wait, they could take you out of the time stream and put you back right well, where they. You're in a, you're in a, yeah, you're,
3: this dimension is gravity heavy, okay? And at this, at this dimension level, there is a timeline, okay? Uh, You can't get out of it. It's, you're locked into it. But uh, each dimension has less and less and less of that going on. And uh, by the time you reach the fifth dimension, you're completely out of the timeline. It doesn't exist for you anymore. And they can see everything from forward to backwards, sideways, upside down, all around. There's just no time uh they they understand this and uh they can travel to any part of time psychically yeah. i know that's a lot for you to grasp and, well, Dali, uh, but...
2: <laughs> yeah Do- if i may dolly had an experience where they took her to because a, a lot of her conducts are about learning yes and she, she is you know assisting in scooping people up and pulling plants and animals off of our planet that might go extinct and healing people. But they do a lot of learning, a lot of teaching. And they took her to sh- this planet, which was at the end of its life cycle, where a star was going Nova. And I think it was four times, Dolly? And, yes. Uh, and, you know, if this is a star we do know about. This went Nova. We photographed it with the Hubble telescope, but here's the thing: <laughs> this star is went nova some eighty million years ago, <laughs> and they were able to take her there to watch it in real time.
3: Interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the whole development of it. The star, you know, turned into a red giant, and it started, you know, going through all the solar system, and all its planets were being, you know, emulsified and messed up and everything, and then. Uh, it eventually supernovaed and I watched it happen from a nice little distance, but I saw it.
2: Yeah. See, well, I I say Dolly's a conscious contactee. I am not kidding. I'm telling you her story is the most extensive I have ever of anyone I've ever interviewed and really even read about uh, because, I mean, we haven't even gotten started, but man, oh man, she was, she as a young kid from eight, i think it was eight onwards which she was taken to this planet which you, i believe you call the tree world or the learning planet
3: actually it's five um, the first time i went that's when mama picked me up the first time almost six that's the first time i went they took me there then.
2: yeah talk yeah. about that because that is fat, huge trees tall Great. skyscrapers less gravity right. oh man yeah it, it's 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 in the
3: orion system and it, it is the tall grays uh, one of their worlds that they live on and um it's uh, a place of education
5: and now another no-brainer money-saving tip from progressive that doesn't sound good the paper shredders jammed but i think i fixed it oh well try shredding these 50 bills then seems like it's working mm, better try another 400 bucks Stop instead of using money use regular paper and here's a better tip from progressive on how not to waste money don't pay too much for car insurance drivers who switch and save could save hundreds progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates potential savings will vary
0: this week at macy's find your new favorite jeans with 40 percent off levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring or use your coupon or macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off and take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too plus star rewards members earn rewards even faster during macy's star money bonus days savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply rest uh, uh,
3: uh, research stuff like that and the kids because the trees are so big um, I give you for instance, you know Devil's Tower? You know that yes, big rock. Devil's tower, yes. That, that was a tree. A You're power. looking at the stump. That's, <laughs> that's, what that's how big those trees are.
1: Okay. So we and used to have like that less did we have less gravity before, maybe? Yes, yeah. we did.
3: Earth yeah. had less gravity, yes it did. How do you think the dinosaurs were here and how they survived the living here and being here? An animal that big now couldn't make it, it it would not do well at all
2: yeah well if you look at ancient animals we had dragonflies four feet across huge right? you know plants all the animals of course the stories yeah. of giants on earth right. taking a second look at that shocked me to realize what giants lived on our planet the evidence for giants is yes really yes. compelling
1: yeah right did. Sure yes. yep so I believe it. go ahead I was going to say, I believe it. I believe that, I mean, I, I, it doesn't seem too far-fetched that there would be giant humans if there were giant fireflies and giant, like, everything. Right. Okay. Well, we're we're not really original to this planet at all.
3: Um, I, I learned a lot of history about our solar system, and uh, we were actually, most humans were living on Mars back then. It was in the sweet spot, and uh, Earth was uh, a little bit further, a tad, out from them and it was opposite us in its orbits. Um, a rogue planet came into our system and uh, it brought in a bunch of uh, garbage with it and slammed into our system. Mars took a, the impact hit. Uh, Earth was jostled real bad and hit also. That's why we wobble and why we have bulging magma in our core. It's not copacetic at all. and. Uh, it altered everything. It blew out the entire outside of Mars, killed it, deadened its it's gone by. It's outgassing now. It has no magnetosphere, nothing, it died. Uh, they knew it was coming back then and they got us all off and took us into the Orion systems and we were hanging out with them there. Uh, and then when Earth was uh, looked at, you know, they looked at it and said, because mm-hmm, it killed all the dinosaurs pretty much. They think a meteor impacted mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, and they were looking at it. You know, they studied for a while and realized it was habitable. It was just going to have some issues, and they were going to watch it. And they thought it was a good opportunity to bring us back here because this is our system. This where we originally planted here in the first place. Uh, Ets are our progenitors. They're our parents. Okay, we are. They're. We are them. They're us. We're all one. Okay, and um, so. They decided, okay, we're gonna plant the planet back with humans and see what happens. This this is a cycle though that actually happens every 12,000 years. And that's why we're at the end of this cycle. This is what's happening to us right now. And every human group that's here during those cycles has a chance to evolve, has a chance to ascend in their wisdom and their abilities. And uh so just decided this was a really good place for everybody to get a lot of good karma in and learn a lot of lessons and that's why we're here
2: um yeah one of the things that i found really interesting as a researcher was the fact that there were so many reports of when, when we face rephrase that pretty much all the reports of et's are humanoid and many are human human looking uh, so that was really puzzling to me and actually kept me out of UFO research, honestly, because I thought this is too much like Star Trek. I would expect ETs to have claws and tentacles and be blobs. You know, the blob.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> a blob.
2: <laughs> be something completely different. But no. And we're, I, 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 oh. I'm like, well, I'm kind of stuck with this. This is the way it is. This is what people are reporting. They're humanoid. They're human looking. And I can't tell you how many contactees have told me that they were told, you are us, we are you. We have a very close relationship. And this (laughs) sort of points towards the reason why the book is called Symmetry. I was gonna call it Dolly Among the Stars. That was my working title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I asked Dolly, I'm like, what do you think think we should call the book? You know, it's your story. And she says, I really wanna call it Symmetry. I'm like, oh. That's a really cool word. You know why? And she explained that, that this is a big lesson that the E.T.s told her that there's symmetry to life throughout the universe, not only life, the structure of the universe itself, energy. Because if you look at a subatomic level, we have, you know, electrons orbiting protons and neutrons, just the same way we have planets orbiting the sun, just the same way that, you know uh, galaxies orbit. Uh, There's a symmetry and life is the same throughout the universe. There are pine trees on other worlds, cows, pigs, fish, birds, life is everywhere and it's just got variations but we're all carrying the same genetic codes.
3: Right. All, all all living organisms have DNA. You're so related to everything on this planet. I don't know how much you realize that, but we all have the same DNA. It just dimes out differently. It organizes itself differently. Um, I'll, give you, um, I'll give you a quick, for instance. Do you well, know that goats... take a break after that. <laughs> uh, okay. Goats have the same blood types we do. Exactly. Identical to us. So does sheep. None of it. Yes. And they also produce milk that genetically is identical to mother's milk. I bet you didn't know that. Why we drink cow's milk, I have no clue. It should be goat's milk, period. Okay. Um, And it used to be. uh, There are so many similarities in our genes and our genetics that we are so uh, related to everything. We're the animals, all sentient animals are we're all part of the same thing you know they have they have consciousness like we do they all come from the same place we do it's very cool you know And it's throughout the universe we might ethnically look different or dime out differently from one another you know have some interesting variations but we're all humanoid it's the human genome that's spread out
1: okay awesome thank you thank you for explaining the name of the book and it makes sense it's like we're all it's to allude that we're all the same and we're all similar throughout the galaxy real quick we're gonna take a real quick break we'll be back with more from preston and dolly here on escape the simulation we are talking about preston Dennett's new book symmetry with dolly saffron so welcome back preston welcome back dolly um I know in the chat, uh, we had some questions asking about uh, evidence and photos and implants. So could we talk a little bit about that? Sure. No problem. I've got
3: some of my videos up on uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and they can go look at them. Uh, Some of them are of uh, craft and then a couple of them are of drone, ET drones. Um, and my chat, uh, my YouTube name is Dolly Sovereign, that's all you got to click on and you'll find me there.
0: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
5: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I
1: never thought I'd care about
5: gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find
1: myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no
4: way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah,
5: I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. And um,
3: what else do you want to know?
2: (laughs) I will say, you know, Dolly has not only got photos, uh, but moving films, daylight and night films, a lot of photos. And when Dolly was deciding to go public with her story, actually let me just backtrack a little dolly had decided to go public because this is interesting <laughs> this blew yeah, me away um uh dolly's like you know i'm thinking of going public and our et contacts are like you sure <laughs> you know that's kind of a big deal she's like, yeah yeah you know the whole contact experience was being misrepresented in the media a lot of fear surrounding this a lot of disinformation and that was not dolly's experience and certainly I've already come to the conclusion that the contact experience is not nefarious. Yes, it can be scary, but ETs are trying to help people. And I've got 300 documented cases of healing. Uh, I don't see any evidence but what I would call sadistic or behavior. This is a good thing for us. So Dolly wants to go public, you know, not to prove her story, because there are going to be skeptics no matter what, uh, but to help people who are having these experiences and having a lot of fear surrounding it. And to sort of spread the ET message of, you know, wake up and uh, develop your psychic abilities and so forth. And they said, okay, go public, you'll find a researcher. And she couldn't find one that she liked. And they said, keep looking. And she's like, well, you know, I'm having trouble. And they said, well, we want you to look up Preston Dennett. Here's how you spell his name. She did not know me. <laughs> And Dolly did not tell me this at first, she told me later. I'm like, oh gosh, because that happened to me uh, before with another contactee who is not quite fully conscious, but close, and I wasn't sure how to take it, but it happened to me again afterwards. A guy in England called me up. The Greys told him to call me, he said.
1: The the Greys know you, Preston, clearly.
2: Isn't that (laughs) awesome? So yeah, Dolly decided to go public and she's like, well, will you please let me photograph you now then? Cause she'd been trying to get photographs <laughs> and you know how ETs know. are. They're very you know, photo shy, very camera shy. And I think there's reasons for that, but they said, yes, fine. And Talata posed for her and came down very low. Witnesses is around me, yeah. So yeah, there's lots of photographic evidence. Dolly's got corroborating witnesses. Uh, which, you know, many contactees have, but often this is a solo experience for people But Dolly had, definitely has corroborating witnesses Not only photographic evidence, but films and medical evidence, which, you know, we're basically keeping private because of You know, it's medical evidence, but yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, She has and actually, you know, she, when I met her first time face-to-face at the Laughlin conference in Gosh, was it just last year we met face to face? I guess it was
3: twenty twenty one, June
2: of twenty twenty. Oh my God, we're kind of on, on a year, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Tilaude Tal- showed up. I, I missed the good sighting the m- night before, which Dolly caught on film with her friend Yvonne, which made the news in Arizona, and I watched that. But yeah, Tilaude showed up. I saw it in myself. So yes, Dolly does have evidence more than pretty much. Most contactees,
1: well, I'm going to say all uh, that I've interviewed. Yeah, and I know, and I know, Preston, you've interviewed a lot of people. You've interviewed a lot of people, so this is uh, yeah. this is very interesting. You know, one thing you you mentioned that I, I kind of wanted I wanted to get into. You mentioned that they want you to develop your psycho psychic abilities, or they want people to develop their psychic abilities. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um... All human beings
3: have the ability to be psychic. It's innate. It's in your genetic code. You have a pineal gland in your brain, P-I-N-E-L, E-A-L. Even the Romans knew what it was. Um, It's a delicate feature of your body. Its composition is just like a human eyeball. It's identical to your eyeball without the lens, but it's connected to the part of your brain that is uh, able to uh, be psychic. Okay, it has ability uh, from the standpoint that your brain is, uh, can transmit and all psychic ability transmits, you know, out. And it uses certain waves or, you know, frequencies. And your, your uh, inability to use it now, all of humankind is kind of dumbed down from it because we have too much pollution. You know, we've been poisoned we're eating and drinking things we shouldn't be putting in our bodies. You know, society has been very negative. Too much going on, too much confusion, too much negativity around you, too much hate, too much violence, blah, 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 blah. And these all black black out your pineal gland. It stops it from operating properly. You know you gotta be psychic because you have intuitive moments in your life everybody does. You know, like, oh, I was just thinking about you. You called me, you know? Mm. Or I was uh, uh, doing something and I swear I heard your voice. You know, uh, well, I was thinking about you, you know, or you feel uh, you have a deja vu or an actual precog about something. weird little things happen to humans all the time that show them that it's operating, but you're just not in command control of it. You need to learn how to do that. And there's ways to do that. Um, once you do that, you become wide open psychic at that point. You three things happen. You, you hear the truth from here on out. Once you do this, You're able to discern truth because you can't be lied to anymore because you're wide open. The second thing is is that ET can link up with you instantly. They can have a – they know what you're thinking, but you don't know what they're thinking. You have to be able to hear them, okay? And it's kind of tough to have a one way conversation with people. So uh, they want you to do that. They want to have a chat with you. They want to talk to you. We're their children. They want to talk. Uh, There's so much we could learn from them and should be learning from them Uh, Our whole society would change. I mean, it would start destroying negativity right and left all over the place It's just imperative that you wake up. It's important
2: This is a huge part of the ET agenda Pretty much as a rule contactees are profoundly psychic I can't tell you how many times I've talked to contactees who come away from their experiences being able to do astral travel hands-on healing Mediumship, past life recall, Um, I mean, I could go on. Levitation, we already mentioned. Uh, It's across the board, seeing shadow people. Did I mention
1: precognition? (laughs)
2: Uh, Channeling, I mean, you name
1: it. I didn't turn my ringer off before the show. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm going to turn that off right now. (laughs) That must have been a telemarketer. Nope, nobody would call during the show. Sorry about that. Um, That's okay. but do you, th- I guess, my I did have a question. I said, Do you think I was gonna ask, do you think like this, these experience somehow spur these things? Is it activated? It? Does it send people on this kind of spiritual journey that connects them more to the consciousness? Okay, let me let me explain to you what your
3: consciousness really is. Okay, um, and it is sort of spiritual. Okay, um. Everybody has consciousness. Uh, you can't live without it. It's it's exactly who you are. Okay, in this realm, in this physical realm that you're in, the way your pineal gland is operating, you're not, you're cut off from it. Uh, it's a hard talk to it. That's why you OBE at night and you have very lucid dreams. That's your consciousness talking to your physical mind. Your physical mind is is nothing but a computer that operates while you're here. It's like your car. You're indwelling it from your consciousness, your soul, okay? Um, we are in source together where all our consciousness are, and then we, we we sort of, I don't know how to explain, we project out into these bodies. So you're having, you're simultaneously, your consciousness is there, and it's here at the same time. Your consciousness can uh, split up and go all kinds of places, but you have to be in control of of using this body to hear yourself talking to yourself so that you can do it uh it's it's really hard you know scientists keep thinking that conscious they don't know what it is and they can't quite grasp the fact that we all do really have a soul your consciousness is your soul and uh the minute you're conceived it's there it shows up that's how it knows that your dna is you okay it changes your dna it constructs it to be you uh you look different from life to life you do have multiple lives but
2: your consciousness is in control of that and uh, it's pretty really really pretty cool yeah, psychic ability is not supernatural or paranormal it no, is natural normal. human ability and often i i think people who are psychic do attract it but i, I think it works both ways honestly because i, I can tell yes they do Wake it up in people, but yeah. this is not something that's nobody has. We all have this. This I'll, is. I'll give natural. you a
3: giant clue. Okay. Yeah. There are ghosts. Yes. You see ET entities. Sometimes you're at night. You know, you hear God talking. You know, the universe. These are all clues that everything is psychic. You're the only one who's being left out of this. Okay, <laughs> and it's time. That's why they're so really, really adamant about
1: everybody waking up now. It's time. It's way past time. So I guess, do you think that, is that part of your mission is to help wake people up to the reality of what really To bring is? the
3: truth. Yes. Because what I've seen my entire life is pure negativity going on and it's rampant it's getting worse and worse and worse the balance of of nature is just messed up our planet's going to pot we're going to pot i mean it's bad and i don't it it affects me so uh, so much that i i can't sit idly by and just watch anymore you know i have i want to be actively out there saying come on come on let's go you know somebody has to i keep hoping that there are other contactees like me who are completely awake and able to deliver the same message because it's just it's serious now it's really serious
2: yeah there, there are i'm sure there are i think this is why contact has escalated since you know the modern age of ufos why right. so many people are being contacted i'm like who's being contacted and why this was one of my big questions because it's evenly divided between men and women has nothing to do with your ancestry we're all one race it's not your you know uh political affiliation <laughs> or education it's all over the world and what i found was yeah there's uh, they do follow genetic lines because they're sort of upgrading and bringing out the best of our genetics really interested in longevity this sort of thing psychic abilities uh, i also noticed that again the psychic Thing, Uh, but I was really surprised to see how many contactees are nurses. Dolly's a nurse, doctors, teachers, social workers, environmentalists, animal rights activists, people who are doing good work for humanity in some capacity. This is who they are contacting, and they're not going to come down and solve all our problems. They're very laissez faire. You know, we have our own autonomy, our own free will, which they 100% respect, they're not going to solve our problems, but they will do the best they can to step in and guide and help and heal and encourage so we can learn to solve our own problems and learn to wake up. Did I say that right, Dolly? Yes, <laughs> I yes. Mean, that's, that's what I've learned in my own research before I even met Dolly, but she she absolutely affirmed it for me.
3: Yes. Our, our, the reason that we come into this particular realm, the reason this universe exists is that um, as, we're in com- as we're in source together, we have all knowledge all the time, 24-7. We're, we're, we're part of the all mind, okay? God. And uh, it's too easy for us there. You don't understand or you're not wise from all this knowledge. You haven't experienced it. And it takes a physical realm for you to come to. To do that. Every lesson you learn here becomes wisdom on your on your consciousness. You wear it like you know, like clothes, and you employ that wisdom, and it helps you mentally. Your consciousness ascend higher and higher and higher, so that you get so smart that one of these days you're going to be talking to the all mind itself. And from there, I don't know what happens to you, but I'm trying to find out. And it, it's just part of. The process of who we are, why we are, and where we're going, you know? And nothing is easy. You know, It's life is hard. We're experiencing all kinds of weird stuff. But we do choose our experiences here, okay? We do decide karmically when we get here, this is the life we're going to live, and this is what we're going to do. But you still have choice. We have absolute. That's what autonomy is. It's your decision. You decide. You, nobody else, you. So whichever way you go is up only to you. And that includes what you learn, what you experience, how you understand it, how it becomes wisdom on you and you employ that wisdom.
1: I hope that helped. That helps, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Do you see society kind of shifting and being able to accept, and I guess either of you could answer this one, and being able to more accept these experiences or stories and these these things that are happening to people?
3: Yes. The desire to wake up is paramount right now. Everybody's feeling it. ET is broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week on us. They're calling us. The all-mind, the universe itself, is trying to talk us into Wake up, you know, and yeah, more and more people are waking up every day. And it's amazing to watch. It's like popcorn, you know, and
2: it's very cool. Yeah. There's a reason why some of the top grossing movies are about aliens. Why the number one trope in science fiction, is aliens. Why aliens are all over advertising and video games. Why they are hovering over schoolyards. I wrote a book on that, or drive in movie theaters. Why we have regular waves like Phoenix, Phoenix Lights, 1994, Hudson Valley wave, Gulf Breeze, Mexico City, Belgium, Topanga. I mean, you name it. They are doing a publicity campaign. They are doing a grassroots movement. Uh They are letting us know we are not alone and definitely doing their best to wake us up without you know completely causing you know waves in society that we couldn't handle.
1: I think it's more like they're gently being like, "Hey, we're here, not like hey, we're here, but we're like, <laughs> we're here, guys." <laughs> Real quick, before the break, I, uh, Rodrigo says, did the aliens ever talk about science uh, and technology and its impact on our development slash evolution? Okay. Um, yes. Um, um, for me to understand
3: even the, why you asked that question, I would have to know about science and technology, which I do. They've taught me a great deal. Um, I understand a, a great deal. Um, and yes, we they watch... Uh, how we're impacting ourselves. And uh, I wanna tell you why, but how many, how long have you got before the break?
1: We've got two minutes before the break. Should we go to the break (laughs) and then you can tell us? Yes, okay, that'll work.
4: <clears throat> choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
0: This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off and take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions
1: apply. Alright ladies and gentlemen we are back live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. And I want to remind everybody, uh, we are doing the Fringe FM fundraiser right now, so you can head over to Fringe.fm backslash donation. There you can find ways on how to donate and support the station and we do need your support to keep the station running as we move into the new transition. tonight. On Escape the Simulation, we have Preston Dennett and Dolly Saffron. Before we got it, before we get into the question here from Rodrigo, we did get a nice comment for you here, Preston. So I just wanted to read that real quick too. He's from Michael Kennedy. He said, "When I first found Preston's YouTube channel, I could never have imagined how insightful and mind-altering studying his work would be. Literally changed my life and reinforced many concepts."
2: oh thanks michael huge shout out to michael and kylie thanks for watching yep. love you guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so thankful to have found mr dennett and mrs saffron all. and then let's see so thank you michael very much and thank you guys all for joining in the chat tonight um it's been such a great show. So we should get back into it because we are in the last segment and we have a lot to get through and not ele- and never enough time. So we were talking a little bit about technology before the break, Dolly. Can you talk about what the aliens said about our development with technology and how it's affecting humans? Yes.
3: Um, we weren't uh, on their radar as far as what we were doing until uh, the Second World War. And uh, a fateful uh, day occurred. They had a craft go down, and uh, before Hitler was totally in power, he got a hold of it. And they were trying to back engineer it. Luckily, thank God, uh, they don't have the. They have no capability of developing that technology whatsoever. But they were intelligent enough to figure out what they needed for it. That's why Einstein and. Uh, Oh, I'm going to have a senior moment. All the other guys who were developing nuclear uh, capabilities were working for them. Uh, he wanted
4: uh, that nuclear. choose wisely choose wendy's two for six for a limited time price and participation may vary at u.s wendy's on the card only
5: single item at regular price and now another no-brainer money saving tip from progressive
4: it looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds is there anything you can take out oh yeah let me just toss all these 20 dollars bills great let me grab you a trash can
5: stop instead of throwing money away move some clothes into a carry-on and here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
3: Power to run a craft. That's He knew he, the craft needed it. He just didn't understand the ramifications of what he was doing. A, It was the last thing he should have been developing as far as that craft was concerned. And he he was trying to anyway. Luckily, we won the war. But... Uh, to the victors got its spoils, and we inherited his people and they came here and instead of leaving well enough alone and thinking critically thinking about that technology and back engineering it which we already had craft uh, had come down also on our side they developed nuclear power only they used they made it into a bomb because the japanese were in the war with us at that point, and they needed to stop them. And so Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki became reason one and two why this is a very bad thing, and that got their attention more than anything else that we've ever done, ever. Uh, They have had a critical eye on us ever since. They've been terrified for us, uh, worried about what we're capable of doing to ourselves and our Space, all the dimensional space around us and others, and you bet, it is affecting how they think about us. You bet.
1: No, it's uh, so it does. I've it heard that before. That uh, the uh, the using the nukes just kind of like set off the alarm that hey, look at the humans. <laughs> you know what um- it does to us.
3: The half life alone of radiation, the radiation that those things employ, is so bad. You know, we can't we can you can't outlive it. Not to mention it's wasteful. There's tons of waste from this stuff. Where are you gonna put it? It's polluting our environments. Look at the accidents they have had it. Look at Chernobyl, you know? Uh
2: yeah, it's one of the number Rally. one messages from ETs. Why are you <laughs> messing around with nuclear power? This was from the fifties in the contact E era all the way up through today and i don't care if you're talking about grays or praying mantis or human-looking aliens or short humanoids or tall whites this is a message that they give contactees almost every time
1: stop (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> real quick, we I want to give a shout out to Joe Roop in the chat, the owner of the Fringe FM, who we are doing this fundraiser on to help with the station. Also the host of Lighting the Void here on the Fringe FM at 9 o'clock Pacific tonight. So you guys want to catch mm-hmm. Joe Roop there and support the station by heading over to fringe.fm backslash donation. Just had to get that in there real quick while we got Joe in the chat. Um, But it seems that... Do you think they're worried we are going to be um, blowing ourselves up or something like that with all these It's abuse? not just
3: that. It's not just us. Uh, we've altered our future by doing this already somewhat, and the ramifications of it are large. Uh, but we're also cutting into dimensional space. When you set a nuclear device off, off, it rips in through space-time. It rips in through dimensional space, and it is bad. It It is bad and they feel it we feel it everybody feels it and it's not good it's bad Um, et does not fly with that kind of nuclear power they use nuclear but it's a different kind it doesn't have a half-life it it they use it all up at once and the power that it produces is so immense they're able to produce a graviton wave through emitters that they can fly anti graph. we can't do that we don't have that element on this planet we will never have that element, and it's just really sad so you know we weren't ready for it. So you so we're not going to have anti-gravity. Uh we have a rudimentary kind, but they're using our type of nuclear capability to do it and it's dirty, okay? It, it's very very radioactive. That's what I mean. Okay? Right? And it affects people in a negative way. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It makes me wonder, right? Cause they say that they have like area 51 is out in the Nevada desert. And I think about all the nuclear tests that went on during, um, the 50, but the forties and the fifties out in the Nevada desert. So I'm like, did they tear a big hole in like space time over there? You know, that, that's, that's what I thought immediately. <laughs>
3: anywhere a bomb has gone off, anywhere a, a reactor has melted down, uh, Anywhere an overabundance of nuclear waste is, it is causing problems, dimensionally causing problems. It's bad. That's bad. That's real yeah. bad.
1: Let's see. So it says, uh, hmm. Rodrigo says, there's a famous photo where people believe that an alien spaceship is watching a nuclear detonation. They said it's pretty awesome, but is always not conclusive. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's hard to say. Um,
2: I know they watch everything nuclear closely. Um, all UFO researchers know this. It's not just the Malmstrom incident, which we already mentioned in the beginning of the show. Yes. But I can't tell you, I talked to a guy. Uh, he was on board the USS Klamagor, and they carried nuclear tipped missiles. It's no surprise to me when he reported a USO tracking their submarine. Everyone on the submarine knew about it, a bunch of people went up on deck, they were you know, on the surface, saw it. I've talked to a lot of people who you know, talked about this. I mean, they're hovering over every nuclear power station, they're aware of every missile site, one guy was taken on board and he was shown a map of every single military base with nuclear power in it. And they told him, oh, we are aware of every single place you have nuclear power. They are watching it very closely, they're very concerned.
3: And then the other half of this coin is they're watching the other half of our technology pollute our planet to beyond,
1: you know, relief. That concerns them as well, you know? So, So basically, it seems like they're watching us and saying, like, hey, humans, hey, humans, you've got these nukes. You could be messing stuff up with that. Number two, you're also damaging the planet that you live on, Um. Okay. Oh, we have a good question here from Mizuki. She says, "Dolly, can that type of bad leftover energy be cleansed by a spiritual or energetic ways?" No. No. Oh, no. that was quick like, and no. No, that's um, that's unfortunate.
3: I know. Uh, the universe, the universe has its own cycles and its own energy, and it recycles itself constantly, and it has. Birth, life, and death, just like we do. Uh, we're a template for how the universe behaves itself. And if you start to kill something, it's going to die. Okay. And there's no fixing it. There's no there's no pallets to boom, boom, bump it back up. It, the energy is so immense that you can't you can't turn that around at all. Once you set that off, it's off. Okay. And uh, so yeah, we don't have that kind of ability or power. If ET had that kind of a power ability, do you think we'd be living like this right now? No,
1: Hmm.
3: not at all. They'd fix the whole universe and everybody in it. I think, given half the chance, if they had that ability, they do not. They must obey the laws of nature and the universe, just like we do. So you can't, you can't, you can't do that. It it operates the way it does.
1: Well, that's that's not too bad. I mean, that is too bad, not not too bad. I'll
3: give you I'll give you something that they told me over and over and over as I was growing up and my father did too. For every action there is an equal or opposite reaction. Never forget that. You pay every time that happens. You either pay well or you pay bad. Take your take a pick. That's what autonomy is about. That's the whole universe is constructed that we learn that point specifically first. For everything you do, everything you think, everything you say, everywhere you live. If you mess it up, it's messed up and you learn from that hard way.
1: Yeah, just nuclear sounds like there's no going back and there's, it's it's very permanent and very permanent across many dimensions and timelines and the yeah. whole thing. Michael Kennedy. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, Michael Kennedy says, What, if any, thoughts on the seemingly current change in mainstream taboos with the phenomenon? And if we are finally able to have an open, honest conversation without the stigma?
2: Hmm. If I may. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, like I said in the beginning, I'm of two minds about it. Uh, There is a change. I got in this field in 1986. And I can tell you, if ever I got on TV or the radio or any public forum, they would bring on a debunker, someone who would just flat out attack you. And we're not seeing that so much. And the cover-up was far more effective back then. People were very afraid to come forward, have their name used in any way. The ridicule and disbelief was very difficult to deal with. And we're not seeing that. This is a subject that has now come into the mainstream. It has. So, this is very encouraging. Most people in the United States believe in UFOs. Many people have seen them. This is a great time. However, I think we need to be aware of what we're up against in terms of this cover up. The people in power, the one percenters, call them what you will, the people in control of the cover up, are not going to tell the truth. If you look at the congressional hearings, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, it wasn't truthful or transparent or forthcoming. They say, oh, we're trying to do this to be you know, truthful, but you're not. You're lying. They've always lied. They're going to continue to lie. We cannot look to them for answers. They are only being taking these steps towards disclosure because they have to. If they don't, they will lose all credibility completely. We will not look to them for answers at all. And I don't think We should. I don't think they're going to disclose. Certainly the U.S. government is not in the forefront of disclosure. Other countries have gone farther. Mexico is a good example. Chile, Uh, you know, Paul Hellier, the defense minister of Canada, good guy, came out and said, hey, this is all real. He wasn't a sitting uh, defense minister, but no, I don't think that we're there yet where we need to be. And until our own government stop putting forth the, quote, alien threat narrative, we're not going to be there because it's just not true. ETs have been around for millennia. They're not here to take us over. It's ridiculous.
3: I want you, your, the people who watch your podcast and everybody else, within the sound of my voice right now, to look up on YouTube uh, a guy. It's a, It's a... He's a podcaster as well, but it's more of a science show. And it's called Suspicious Observers. And I want you to start watching his series and go back and watch his main themes and educate yourselves, please, because this is what we're facing right now. This is the truth. And E.T. has a plan for this. Uh, Number one, they want you to wake up so that you can hear them. They're not... They are very specific about this. They want you aware, okay? They want you to know what's coming at you. They want you to prepare. Um, it's a lot for me to say on here. I've learned to keep uh, downplay it somewhat, but it's still something that you need to educate yourselves about. And I think that's the best way to go. Start educating you. And this is the first step off to that education. Once you understand that, you'll understand why the governments of the world are acting like idiots, okay? And doing the things that they're doing it will all become very very clear to you and so i'm just going to say
2: that right here right now okay and i'll say it. we're facing an existential crisis if Uh you know if if we don't start taking action there's a possibility of large loss of life this is a big deal and it's not doom and gloom by any means Mm because death is a lie that's a very important thing that people need to know we're living in fear and it's mostly fear of death. It's yes. not true. It just doesn't happen. You do not extinguish your existence. But we Great. have reached a point where our society as it's running now is not sustainable. We cannot continue to pollute. We cannot continue to kill each other. We cannot continue to live as wage slaves with this unequal distribution of wealth. We cannot continue with this divisiveness. It's unhealthy and it's not sustainable. So got great news for you it's not there's going to be big changes and if we do face an existential crisis such as a solar flare a mass coronal ejection which knocks down our grid you need to know this you need to garden you need to get food you need to learn to go off grid and be prepared for this possibility because it could happen and the E.Ts may and I'm going to just say it, because every contactee, almost without exception, has the same vision, the same dream or the same message. They see UFOs coming down in large numbers and scooping people up. So don't worry, you know right. we have friends out there. We're going to be right. fine, no matter what happens. It's a I'm not dreaming. To be alive. I'm
3: fully conscious. I'm fully in contact. I am a pilot. I've been training my entire life since I was 19 years old and started flying for them, that I will be one of the ones coming back. They are coming back. They will land all over the planet at the same time, open the doors, and say, get on now. They're not here right now. They've bugged out. They cannot handle our magnetosphere being down right now. If they'd all drop to the ground if they came here. They have drones that are here that can fly through it, but they cannot Uh They're watching us, they're keeping an eye on us until after that CME hits and it it knocks all our power out. They're waiting for our magnetosphere to gain its power back, to re-amplify itself and come back. Once it does that, they'll be able to land. Not until then, okay? That's why I want you to watch some suspicious observers. I want you to understand what you're facing. They want you to understand what you're facing. I believe, my personal view here, The reason I'm doing this is because I am a human being. I'm a hybrid, but I'm still human, just like they are. And uh, I may have uh, advantages that y'all don't have, but I know one thing. I would be a monster if I kept my mouth shut, if I let anybody go to this without knowledge, okay? I live here among you. It is my job. It is my, my purpose to help as much as I can. We should all be helping one another. And it's important for me, this is the whole reason that I'm doing this, why I came out, period. I mean, I can't do anything else but that, or I'm an idiot, I refuse to be one, I refuse, so.
2: I still think it's good news, I do. It is,
3: yeah, well, you're gonna get off this rock, okay? Survive, so you can. There's lots of places better than this, I promise you there are
2: cool I'm excited. place i did i'm an yeah. optimist by nature but i see us making great it's so fun to see people waking up it's yeah. so nice to see people treating each other with love yeah. and, and coming together and knowing that love is the answer and knowledge and truth and talk about ufos without yeah. giggling and pointing yeah I and
3: this <laughs> you can know this before you go If you start using your psychic abilities, you learn to remote view. Learn to remote view where you're going. They'll show it to you. You can go there in your mind already. Wow! You can go see where you will be.
2: Learn astral travel. I love, love, love OBEs. We've written a book about it. Anyone can do it. It's a great method to develop your psychic ability. It's a natural human ability. It's not hard to do. There's an enormous amount of literature on it. And it will prove to you Hands down, all you need is one good OBE that you do not die. You are an eternal being. Right. And it's so much fun.
1: Well, Preston, one day you got to come back and tell me about the OBEs and explain that to me. I'd love to hear more about (laughs)
2: that. i love, love to love the OBEs. Oh, my God. I love them.
3: He has a book out already that teaches how to do it. I need to get the
1: book then. I have to add it to my Preston. It's on on. Amazon. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) well we are up against the top of the hour preston where can everybody find you
2: oh i am right here um there he is i I do have a website (laughs) prestondennett.weebly.com just punch my name in i'm all over social media uh you know facebook Twitter, I tweet, tweet a little bit and Instagram a little bit. Uh, I really love doing my YouTube channel where I'm putting out my research, uh, putting out books. I've got another book coming up, another book after that. So you, you can find oh, them on you Amazon. You got
1: like 60 books in, ready to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Thanks so much I for having us on your show it's so this is one of the favorite shows yeah. i've done in a while
1: oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. you're one of my favorite guests preston it's just always <laughs> so fun to have you on and you always make me feel like happier about ufos when i'm like down in this i'm like blah ufos and preston's like no ufos and i'm like you know what ufos <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes they are a good thing they're good news for us they're great yes.
1: news yeah i'm I'm so excited. You should $100. be. Everybody should be. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Where can, pe- where can people find you? I know you mentioned your YouTube channel. Are you on social media? Um, um, when I first when came I first out, came-
3: I haven't really gone to that yet, but I'm getting there. And um, I'm in the process of moving right now. And when I get all settled in, that's going to happen. I promise. Because I want to teach people how to use their psychic abilities. I really do. And And I want to talk more about that. You know, once we get past what the message is, I want to go into that Seriously. The next
1: step, the next yeah. step, the next phase of it all. Well, yeah. I want to thank everybody so much for joining us tonight. Thank you to Preston. Thank you to Dolly. Remember to head over, check out Preston's book, Cemetery. You can find it on Amazon. You can follow Preston on all social media. You can find both Preston and Dolly on YouTube. I want to thank everybody so much for listening tonight and also to remind everybody real quick before we head out of here to head over to fringe.fm backslash donation even if you guys can donate a couple of bucks help keep this station going so you can keep hearing shows like this all right guys ladies and gentlemen i want to give a big shout out to the sponsor of the show aliens built earth head over to their website AliensBuiltEarth.com. also you can head over to um, aliens built earth on instagram i want to thank everybody again so much and a big shout out to gabriel over at ascended harmony thank you so much for helping with the clips for the show and uh helping with the um the website there thank you guys so much and we'll see you soon. Next week, we should have um, Alex Exum joining us. And tomorrow, I will be live at 5 p.m. Pacific with Ryan Stacy over on Beyond the Tinfoil Hat. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.